you know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Uh, excuse me, Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor Jeff Smith, live breathing the mountain air from his balcony at uh, Eagle Springs Golf Course in uh, in Walcott, Colorado. Yep, Walcott, a place known to, well, I don't know, 17 or 18 people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm sitting out on on the balcony. I'm I'm in my 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 little apartment here in. Avon, Colorado, just at the base of the Beaver Creek Ski Resort. Okay. And I'm looking out upon the mountain. I'm looking next to a pine tree. I see bright, sunny blue skies. A couple of poofy white clouds here or there. It's just perfect. And it's summertime, and I'm not sweating. Yeah, that's that's a, a remarkable feature of the mountains. It's nice, man. It's nice. Yeah, humidity is a thing of the past. I remember a trip to California, and we were going through. I think it was, uh, um, I don't know, some some city in California that started with an S, and uh, the the weather report was saying humidity was high. It was thirty two percent. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. How about that? How about yeah. that hundred percent humidity <laughs> that I had when I was living in South Carolina? Yeah. That's uh, yep. not pretty there no no it is that's, not that's a no, weight loss program there brother <laughs> yeah hey this week we've got some some misconceptions we've been we've been dealing with this off and on for a couple of months now but being in the position that jeff is in where where you've got golfers of various degrees of talent and ability that come to you for improvement and some people oh what happened to this some people have the strangest preconceived notions of what a golf swing is supposed to do or look like yeah. or feel like. Look like or feel like or supposed to, it all has to do this or all has to do that. Yeah. It, it, it's unbelievable to me how some people's brains get, they're in such a staunch position. They're, they, won't, they're, they won't be moved from their, their position because – you see, it's cognitive dissonance. They they think one thing and they won't let anything else in. And facts be damned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't confuse Earlier me today, with the facts, man. Right. Earlier today, I had a fella that has been taking lessons for with an, with another instructor um, at his. Let's see. This is somewhat of a summer place here at Eagle Springs in Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. And so at his winter place, to not be mentioned, um, he said he's been taking lessons you know, all summer or all winter long, you know, with this fella. And uh, he, he basically said, well, he said my golf swing is supposed to do this and this and this. And this is the first time I've seen him, this, this gentleman. And uh, he said, nothing's working. It's just been a struggle. It's been a fight. And I said, okay. Why don't we go find out at least, is this thing even supposed to be right for you? Does it work for you? And so I put him through a couple of physical screens and he quickly understood what was not possible Mm -hmm. because he couldn't move in certain ways. 
but he wouldn't be moved off his position because he was he bought in to what was being told to him. Uh, but he was starting to wake up a little bit, going, "Hey, guess what, um, sir? You can't get your arm behind you like that, and so that elbow is not going to, you know, get near the side like that. Your elbow comes up and away from your body." He goes, "Yeah, I know. I've been fighting that for six months." And I told him in one physical screen that he'd, for, he'd fight it forever. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> he said, so I, I, I'm just fighting this. I, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. And I said, I asked a question. I said, how long do you want to fight this battle? How long do you want to be unhappy as the golfer? And the concept that he had in his head was still at this point unchangeable. Because he had just bought bought into a philosophy that had been proven by, you know, up buttressed by a couple of tour pros. And I said, okay, these guys do it. I said, you're right. Those guys do. Mm-hmm. I said, do you want to see a couple of other tour pros who don't? Mm-hmm. Would that even things out in your mind? Would that free you up? And so I pulled up about four or five on the computer that didn't do it and had also become very wealthy uh, touring professionals Mm -hmm. in today's world and also in the yesteryear. And I said, so there is another way for your body to move, to make a good golf swing, to have good ball flight and good contact, because here's some evidence of other tour pros doing it. Now we're not going to go down the tour pro versus tour pro road, but the point is, is that, people get bought into some concept and they don't even know whether it's something they can even do. This guy, John effectively just wasted a bunch of money and six months of his golf life. Are we talking about the, the dreaded chicken wing flying elbow deal? Well, that so many people are talking now about, are trying to you got to be Dustin Johnson and cram it into your body and come in from the underside right. and all that. Right. Right. And, and he was acting like he had to do that because Dustin Johnson does it. Hmm. Okay. I, I understand. And so, but it, it just had been taught to him and he believed that concept because the, apparently the teacher was a good salesman <laughs> as opposed to just saying okay this this can work for you right i quickly just screened him and said this this won't work for you and here's the reason and so he walked away from the lesson a little bit bewildered that i could get him to do something different than what his concept was and his ball flight did exactly what he was trying to get out of it anyway Mm -hmm. and oddly enough he went down to the other end of the range and hit golf balls for a half an hour. And I was teaching another lesson and he came back to my end of the range and he looked at me and I was in the middle of a lesson with somebody else. And I thought, Oh boy, he's coming back. I wonder what's going on. He looked at me and he nodded his head and gave me a thumbs up and said, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> like, okay, I got it. So I think what happened there was there was a a philosophical awakening 
at that point. But this brings up a larger point that we're talking about. This happens to a lot of golfers. Mm-hmm. They get in their mind. They, they say things like the golf swing does this. And the truth is, is there are many successful, repeatable, powerful golf swings. Right. Many. Yes. But people get wrapped up in one, whichever the one happens to be, and they profess that to be the one. And all others are some uh, somewhere between a, an, an aberration or a bastardization <laughs> or illegal bushwood. Right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know that but they they gotta understand this thing, if you want to be a good player, you have to work with what's physically structurally possible. Right, exactly. Yes. You have to work there. And if you're one of these superhuman, uber flexible thoroughbred people, all right, maybe you got more options. Right? Yeah. Maybe you can do more things. But the rest of us mere mortals <laughs> that are out here in golf land, we'd probably be be smart to find out what's even doable for our bodies. Yeah. You know, and there's a couple of simple screens that you could do, test yourself and go, I wonder if I could do this or wonder if I could do that. And I could describe them to you in the next segment. It'd be pretty cool to kind of go through a couple of those things. I think we should. Yeah. Do you do you think, as you mentioned, that a lot of people get hooked on an idea uh, that comes from a good salesman or from someone that they think they should trust. Because I would think, and and the thing that affects me and makes me make my decision as to whether or not I do it is the, the results, not who taught me how to do it, but if it works, then I do it. If it doesn't work or if I can't do it, I don't do it. Yeah. And I think that that's probably true with many, right? The, can I do this and does it, what does it produce? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So in, in everybody that's out there, give it at least five or six balls, right? Don't give it that. That didn't work this time. Screw it. I'll go back to what is something else. Yeah, exactly. Give it a handful of balls that are struck solidly because when you're trying to do something a little differently than your, let's say, let's call it your norm. That's not going to go very well for the first few swings. Okay. Exactly. So just, I saw, just know that. So I saw don't give video. it days and weeks and months and stuff like that that people try to sell you on going, no, 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 this is, you'll get this real easily. Yeah. It'll just take you, oh, 25 bucks balls. Yeah. And if you hear something <laughs> along those lines, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> if my body's really built to do this, why is it going to take me 25 buckets of balls just to get a club on the ball pretty well? Yeah. yeah. Right. I saw a video uh, headline. It said, the swing you should have been taught. And I yeah. I clicked on it and I looked and I went, there's no way I could do that. Absolutely no way. Jeff mentioned that there are some self-diagnostic things you can do to try to uh, ascertain what your body is capable of vis-a-vis a golf swing. And we're going to go through some of those when we come right back. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golf guys. 
Message and data rates may apply. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just text Auto Credit to 88909 right now to get started. That's Auto Credit to 88909. Auto financing the easy way. Text Auto Credit to 88909. And we are back those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I don't think anybody has ever looked at you after even a, a, an initial one hour lesson and said, I can't do this. Not in a long time. I mean, you can look at somebody and discern what they can do, right? You know, I, I can, you know, and, and it's interesting because you know, you get in a conversation with people and then you find out what they're capable of within the conversation. Right. You know, and there's certain icebreakers to this thing, you know, what can your body do versus mine and why would our swings look different? And the first thing I do is I, I hold up my right arm so that my elbow is as high as my shoulder, my hand is out in front of my shoulder. So it's like parallel to the ground. Okay. And then I just kind of bend my arm back and to see how far it naturally goes. My elbow's still shoulder high, and I just see how far I can get my, my wrist back there mm-hmm. without straining. And there's so many people who can only get it to the front of their shoulder. Really? Right? And some people can get their forearms straight up and down. And then there's people like me who can get their hand and forearm behind their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And they see that and they see how I can get mine behind my shoulder and they can only get theirs in front of their shoulder. And I said, which one of us is going to have an easier time getting the club behind us? <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Indeed. Yeah. Right. And then they go, aha. So that's why. I come over the top. I'm like, yeah, because if you can only get this hand and right, you know, the, the trail hand, the right hand and arm, right. just to the front side of the shoulder and then tip over in a golf stance, where is that? Now, all of a sudden, try to turn down the forward and that thing's going down across your body. And it's a really big indicator of why people come across their body. It's a huge indicator. It's not the only reason. Boy, it's got a big, gigantic factor. But if somebody could get it behind pretty easily like me, then the odds of it coming down across the chest and across the body are slim. They might have an easy time swinging it right down the, the body line, or even they might have an easy time swinging it out away from the body, mm-hmm. you know, and into out kind of a swing. And then I'll test them for another thing, and I'll stick their right arm out, the trail arm, right? I'll stick it straight out in front, shoulder high. And I'll have them rotate their hand one way, you know, palm facing away from the target as mm-hmm. far as they can rotate it and see how far that is. And then I have them rotate the whole thing the other way. So they get if they get their palm facing all the way away from the target the other way in an underhanded kind of way, now I know what the range of motion of their shoulder and arm are 
And about halfway between where they could go, so John, you're watching me do this because we're, we're recording this. Right. So I can go here and get my hand to the to the back of the hand of the target, the palm away from the target, and then I can turn it this way so palms face the target, but I can go a whole lot more. You see how range of motion that I just had was way more under than it was ever over. Right. And then I go halfway between that with their right hand grip, and I find that's their biggest success point on their grip to swing it and not alter the club face. Cool. And then when you don't alter the club face and you find out their swing direction, just from those two things alone, you're like, yeah, this is going to get easy on hitting the ball because I know right where to put their right hand. I know what it's going to do. I got a, a big, gigantic, fat clue as to how their body works. And all I did was test the right shoulder and right arm for that. And the really cool part happens. I go test the lower body. And I'll have them put a club across their thighs and get in a golf stance. And I'll just say, okay, just twist your hips to the right for me. And then they do. And I watch, do they travel over to the back foot as they do it? Do they pivot and put their butt a little bit more toward the target and pivot toward the front foot? Or are they halfway between? Hmm. And so when I figure that out, I now know which kind of pivot they have. And then I'll know where they're going to be loaded on their feet so they can unload better, faster in their downswing. And when I find out those things in just those three tests alone, I can give them the base of their golf swing that they can repeat and hit a solid shot with. And they look at me like, how did you do that? Is that magic? No, I just found out what the bigger things about your body can do. So those are the things that they could repeat. So those are the things I start with. Cool. Yeah, right. it's, it's something that's pretty easy to do once I find that. And I go, okay, here's what you're capable of. And then I go put them in those positions, whatever they're capable of. And then they find out that they can swing the stick in their hand and get it to touch the spot on the ground and make really good solid contact. And the rest of it is let's go take a look at their lead hand, their left hand mostly because, you know, right-handed golfers um, and get their left hand grip that helps square the club face. And next thing you know, within just a handful of shots, they're out there pounding shots that they haven't hit in a while. And yeah. like, Holy crap. How's this work? Like um, structurally pretty well. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's all because it's, it's the way they don't have to think about the way their body's going to move totally subconsciously without any control. Yeah. And, and most people think they have to move and do things and, you know, something up at the top of their swing and, you know, let's get up there at the top of the swing and, you know, twist the hair on the elbow three times counterclockwise, <laughs> you know, before we go down and fire the knee. And, you know, I'm like, oh, wait, oh, a timeout here. Um, we got a small amount of time to get this club to the ball. Let, let's let's call it a third of a second, shall we? Yeah. They're like, really, a third of a second? I'm like, and so I get out my little camera, you know, and I get the little swing analysis thing on there, and I'm not really going to draw a line on it or anything. I'm putting a clock to it because okay. when you put a clock on somebody's downswing and they realize that it's a third of a second, and the fast players are about a quarter of a second now you have their attention and the common sense brain that everybody has says uh ain't nobody got time for that 
right? All these downswing things that people give them. Got to do this. Got to do that. Got to do the other thing. There's only one thing they can really do in a downswing, right? They could put pressure into the ground and that's about it. They're yeah. swinging. And it's like, look, dude, this thing is over. By the time that club touches the ball and sends it on its way, this, this swing is over. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, as so, we have mentioned so many times, there's not enough time to think about it consciously. No, nobody's that's, got that. That's so why you have to have, have the idea yeah. of how your body moves down pat. Yeah. So these, these, these physical screens can blow somebody's bad concept out of the water because then they realize, wait a minute, my body then is going to argue with this idea of moving against the wishes of it. Mm -hmm. Right. My body is preset structurally preset to do certain things at certain angles. And then if I'm trying to do something with my concept, somebody taught it to me uh, or I, you know, learned it on the internet for God's sake, something that said, you got to do it this way and you're not built for it. There's a battle on your hands and you got a third of a second to win that battle. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. We all know that's not working. Mm -hmm. So all these folks, kind of get their world rocked a little bit. And sometimes it's necessary that we rock their world and yeah. say, okay, if you're trying to do X and your body is not set up to do X, we have a bad concept. Exactly. Right? Now, again, we're talking about normal human beings here. We're not talking about those perfectly finely tuned athletes that are thoroughbreds that have, the possibility of doing more things because their range of motion is better on all right. their joints. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The guys they who are so limber because that, they keep working out. Well, and it isn't just that, right. But maybe they're just young enough. Mm. <laughs> I hate those guys. <laughs> I know. Whether they're working out or not, maybe they're just this, they're, they're a gazelle, right. Mm -hmm. Just look at them and go, all right. I got it. This yeah. thing is a finely tuned machine. This gazelle is up and running and it can do different things and move better than the rest of us can move. All right, fine. But when I have one of those guys, they still have patterns too. They just have wider ranges of motion to work within. And so if they need to bring their club in from a certain angle, they might be able to do it from a static position that, that they move differently from or I may just point them in a different direction structurally. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, here's go back to that time where I thought, well, I'm built to go down across my body because my trail arm doesn't get behind my shoulder. Right. Okay. Well, I might aim that guy to the right a little bit. They're like, wait a minute. You just taught me to aim right and pull it. I'm like, but what if that's your repeating motion? Because you've been pulling it in. Anyway. <laughs> what if that's your repeating motion? And what if that's the most powerful thing you got? How often, how much longer do you want to spend fighting this or do you want to use it and call it an asset? Yeah. And they look at me like, oh, stop making sense. <laughs> stop it right now. That's right. Please, you're making me feel bad. Uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll go over those uh, little, little self-diagnostic routines that Jeff mentioned again and a few other things too when we come right back. These are your misconceptions and how to get rid of them. Yeah. This is this is your swing. Own it. We'll be right back. We are those weekend golf guys.
In today's troubled world, our USA Armed Forces stand ready to protect you, your family, and our American way of life. When veterans return to civilian life, they deserve your recognition and support. You can help put vets to work by donating your car, truck, or van to Patriotic Hearts. Your donation will directly support programs to help vets find jobs or even start their own business. Donate today for fast, free pickup of your vehicle, running or not. Operators are standing by to answer questions about making a tax-deductible vehicle donation. Find out how you can make a difference in the life of a United States veteran. Call 800-248-3508. For 24-hour response, call 800-248-3508. 800-248-3508. That's 800-248-3508. Uh, we promised we'd come back, and lo and behold, we did. Always keep our word. Why would we not? I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. We're basically separating concepts from mechanics. Well, and the reality of your own mechanics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's some realities of your body, John. Uh, let, let's not go into the big gigantic list, okay? I was going to say, we don't have to get that personal, buddy. <laughs> right, we'll just let's... stick with a couple of them that are golf-related. Let's keep it right? generic. Keep it all up and up here about <laughs> golf, right? There are a couple things that allow you to move in the way you can move, and there's a couple things that don't allow you to move in a way that you might think it's right for you to move. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Your body wins this this battle all the time. Yeah. Between the mind and what the body's capable of doing, I guarantee you that your body will win this argument all right. the time. Yeah. There's, there's no concept that can undo the physical structures and physical abilities of your body. That's right. I can see, I can, I can hear the conversation now. Your mind is saying, we will do it this way. And your body says, no, I won't. And you can't make me. It's about right. That's about right. And I mentioned this to this fellow the other day in this way. I said, you can have that concept all you want. I'm not going to break you of it. But let's set it up this way and watch things work. And even if you're thinking this is what you're doing, and then I put the camera on it to show you what you're really doing, That's the only time you're going to break your concept because you're going to hit a good shot. It's going to do exactly what you want. You're going to stand there and repeat it. And then I'll show you what you're really doing to make it happen. And Mm -hmm. that's the only way it'll change your concept. Right. And sometimes it doesn't even matter what the concept is. If I got the guy set up to do the things that his body says, yay, I'll do this. And it produces a good solidly struck, well, you know, a good ball flight golf shot. And then he's happy. And if that's the case, I might just let him keep that concept. Let him think that's what he's doing. Yeah. Good night. Right. Because look, there's a time and a place for it. But if he just basically accepts certain realities of his own body, that this is the way this works and that's the way that works. And when you put these two working things together, go, just go and then watch the ball fly. And then all of a sudden, you may not, or you may still hold on to that concept of what the golf swing is doing. Honestly, I really don't care. <laughs> I care what you really care about. 
And that's mm-hmm. that it works. It repeats. It strikes it solidly. It sends the ball high and soaring toward your target. Yes. Right? Yes. Because that's what, that's what good golf is, is the ability to repeat that thing. It, it's Good golf isn't about what you personally believe that it should be. It's about what you can do. It's a performance game. So if you can think of it that way, yeah. one, I just performed. What do I care what concept I had in my head? I just performed. Yeah, I just did it. I did that. Yeah, yeah. I did that. It's one thing that you have to give up, however, once you grasp the concept of the mechanics take care of themselves, no matter what the concept you have in your head is, is you can no longer kibitz on the course with your buddies. You can't tell them <laughs> what they're doing wrong and you can't tell them how to do it. Quote yeah. unquote. Right. <clears throat> but that's not going to stop people from saying stuff they want to say. Right. <laughs> Everybody wants to sound like they're right. Yeah. Right. They all want to sound like they know what they're talking about. They all want to sound like they're the guru of the group. Right. <laughs> okay. Whatever. I, I used to used to play with a guy who quoted the back pages of golf magazine every week. Every week we played, he said, yeah, I was reading in the magazine. This is, this is what you're supposed to do when you're chipping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How's that working for you? I've seen you chip on the last four holes. <laughs> I don't think you really got the concept down right. You know? Exactly. Something going on there. Right? Yeah. Now, yeah. I will say, though, in the last month of Golf Magazine, there's a couple of good things that are in there. <laughs> I know. That are really good, right? I got this real well, way to get out great. of us. Out of a sand trap, man. Yeah. And not only a sand trap, but you can hack it out of the hay there too. Yes. Same way. Right. And there's another, there's another one in there too by uh, a friend of mine named Terry Rolls. And Terry is a really smart guy. And, you know, Terry and I have done a lot of things together. And he's got something in there in the back pages of Golf Magazine this time too that's uber helpful. So, you might want to check that one out too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's 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 easy if it. Let's say if it if it um, if it rings true to you when you read it. If yeah. if it's confusing and you go, how, how how the hell would I be able to do that? Then you might want to move along. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't become a contortionist. Well, you know, some things are alterable. Mm-hmm. Some things are kind of not. Yeah. We all have ranges of certain things. Right. Right. But boy, let me tell you how important it is to put your hands on there in a certain way based on how your arms move and what they're about to do because they will change not only the face of the club and not only the swing path, but it'll also change what kind of force and speed you can build. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Because people have a certain way of how they're put together, and then they move well that way. And if you change the way that they've got their hands and arms on the club, now all of a sudden they're swinging differently, and their body's now moving differently to try to hit it hard, and it doesn't move as efficiently as it did before. So it's, it's unreal how natural somebody could put their hands and arms on the club if you didn't tell them much and just said hit this thing hard they'd feel a a way to do it real fast 
Yeah. And it'll be, oh, let's say unorthodox <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. If they didn't have somebody trying to effectively teach them into orthodoxy, which might steal something from them like power or mm-hmm. repeatability. You know, the two things you can't steal. Sometimes that orthodox thing steals it from some folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you also, you stand out more at the club if you approach it in an unorthodox style. Because everybody else yeah, goes, man, that guy's swing looks really funky, but damn, he can play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of thing. You look at you look at somebody's golf clubs and you see the wear spots on them and you go, ooh. Let's play against that guy or ooh, <laughs> let's not play against this guy. Yeah. If he, if he right. offers to play for money, we're busy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, let's, let's just re- recap. We got a couple minutes yet. The, the diagnostic thing that you were doing with the arms. So people could try to figure out what they're capable yeah. of. Yeah. So one more time with the, the, how I looked at, at how they can, how far they can rotate their arm, right? So I'm going to stick my right arm straight out in front of me, shoulder height. And I'm going to go palm down to start with. And I'm going to see how far I can go palm up and see how far I can go over with that or under with that and see where that is relative to how far over the other way I can go. So I can get my hand in the over twisting it over fashion, I can get my hand where the back of my hand faces the target and my palm faces away from the target. But opposite way where I rotate it around, my palm would be facing my target and the back of the hand would be facing away. But I can go more in that direction by quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I can actually almost in this under fashion, twisting it under, I can almost get my palm to face away from the target completely. Yeah, you can do almost 360 so with that. I can with that direction, yeah, yeah. right? But not the other way. Over, I can only go palm away from the target. I can't go any more than that. My stopping point is there. So I'm way better off to go have my hand to be on the side to slightly underneath because then I've got range of motion and flexibility and I can really deliver the club well from the inside but there's people out there who go over way more than i could go over but they can't go under yeah and those people are better off with a grip that's more on slightly more on top so you can go palm up but that's about it oh but you can go palm more than palm down can't you yeah. See, so you've got something going as you do that. You have the ability to put your hand on the side of the club or even slightly more twisted, more on top. And you can have some pretty good success yeah. with ball striking. Yeah. Right. And I have. But you would be screwed up a lot if you put your hand too far under because then you're just going to roll the thing over. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. All right. And you could be Mr. Hooky. <laughs> oh, We've never we've never had that problem, have we? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can I aim 30, 30 yards to the right to hit this shot, Jeff, so it lands where I want it to? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's not revisit those days, okay? We've got more time together. Let's not. And we will be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. 
Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to twitter.com, WKND Golf Guys. Crime across the country is at an all-time high. And with summer coming up, it feels like even a family road trip is taking a risk. We don't want the feeling of being unprotected and vulnerable. We found ConcealedCarry411.com. ConcealedCarry411.com gave us the help we needed to legally apply for a concealed carry permit that's recognized in over half of the country. Concealed411.com simplifies the process to apply, and it's all online. We used their free qualification process to answer a few questions and applied for our permit right from home. Thanks to reciprocity laws between states, when you're issued a New Hampshire concealed carry permit, you can legally carry in any state that recognizes your New Hampshire permit. It only takes minutes to apply, so don't wait. Exercise your rights today. Have peace of mind. Apply today. Go to www.concealed411.com. That's www.concealed411.com. Go to www.concealed411.com. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golf guys. And we are back again. John Ashton, Jeff Smith. I've now seen three eagles this summer already flying right in front of the teaching studio. It does not stink at all to see that bald eagle in nature, live and in person. Everybody stops. Majestic, I think, is the word that pops into my head. You know what other bird that we all stop and marvel at? Because it's so out of place. In the middle of the summer, we had it last year, and we're going to have them again this year. Pelican, (laughs) wait a minute. I'm so far inland, and I'm in the mountains. Yeah. I learned last year that pelicans are actually a migratory bird. And I have been told that they go as far north as Wyoming. I've never heard that. And in Denver, there is a golf course called Pelican's Landing or Pelican Lakes or something (laughs) like that. And there's a bunch of pelicans there. And everybody's looking around going, what did you do? (laughs) How did you keep them here? Right? It's the fish. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's the fish. Right. But yeah, Yeah. so Colorado is beautiful nonetheless. Yeah. Everybody loves to come out here in the wintertime for the skiing, and I can't blame them. But I'll tell you what, summer and fall, baby, summer and fall. Concepts, misconceptions, too, of things we've been taught by people, maybe people we respected, people we thought we should emulate, people who told us one thing. This is one thing that a friend of mine, he had a lesson, and immediately after the lesson, he was striping the ball. Three hours later, he couldn't hit it to save his life. What happened? He had something to the soup? Well, what he was what he was told to do wasn't natural, and he awkwardly did it immediately upon being told to do it, but couldn't right. keep it up. And it was very frustrating to him because he thought that's what he had to do. He yeah. was told, that's what you have to do. And it just wasn't working. Right, because the body's saying no at that point. Yeah. Mind's still saying yes, but the body starts going, hey, guess what? Yeah, you can't make me. Anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You can't make me. Yeah. 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 So, and, and there's a lot of truth in that. There's a lot of truth. In that. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting thing. You know, everybody's got their concept, and everybody's got their ideas. And here's the other worst part about it all: is sometimes 
can you not only have the wrong idea, but you could bounce between bad ideas. Yeah. Oh, no, that one doesn't work. I got to do this one. I believe this, this one worked because it's different than the other. And so they, they dump a concept really fast to jump on another bandwagon of another concept that's really bad mm-hmm. because they don't understand that the only concept that works readily and continuously is the one that their body structure tells them that that can do. Right. Now, again, we can have the thoroughbred athlete and we can put them in their physical structure. We can get them to do a few different things from there. But if they're working against their physical structure, they got more work to do too. Right. Right. It's, it's work. It's a job. It's, it's, if you, if you're built to do X and you're asking your body to do something other than X, let's say Y. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden it's work. Your mind is trying to force your body to do, I got to think about this. Got to think about that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out here, big boy. You really think that's going to happen in that third of a second? Yeah, you don't you have the you time to think. you can cognitively make yourself do that. No, you right? can't. No, no, I got to take it back this way. And if I take it back this way, everything's all right. Is it? And then, and then make this three-degree adjustment at the top of the backswing. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, come on. <laughs> You know, these kind of things get said a lot by people, you know, teachers are non teachers, mm-hmm. you know, teachers are the average Joe, or they pick it up because they watch the guy do it on TV. Mm-hmm. The biggest one is Sergio, right? I got to hold the lag like Sergio. Okay. <laughs> this is hard. Sergio has got the fastest uncocking wrists known to mankind. <laughs> And yet he has soft, supple wrists. And so when he makes his downswing, his arms fall, his club is still angled back, and it creates a larger angle of wrist cock. Right. And everybody thinks he's holding it. And the truth of it is, is that he lowered his arms and the club made a, a bigger angle. And then as he delivered, he had farther to go than everybody else. And he can do it. But he's like the poster child for the lag. Right. And everybody says, look at that. I need to do that. Physically, they can't get their wrists in those positions. Yeah. One, their grip's not that strong. Two, their hands are too tight. And three, their wrists just don't move as much in terms of the, as many degrees as Sergio's. And four, they can't uncock as fast as he can. Mm-hmm. so they hit bad shots the club face is always pointed to the right because they're trying to hang on to it because they have right. a bad concept because they saw it on tv right exactly you know a lot of the stuff we've done here tonight has been visual and you're saying well yeah. hey come on this is an audio medium i'm not sure i can i can really well do not worry we got a deal for you if you were to go right now to thoseweekendgolfguys.com and just click on the little link above the, the, the tab above on the top that says uh, become an insider. What we're going to do is we're going to give you access to this podcast sans commercials. All right. Totally uninterrupted commercial free. And also give you the a video because every time we do this, we record this show, we record it in video also. So you will be able to see our glorious faces 
which are faces for radio, just be be aware and uh, be able to see any any kind of a the anything that Joe had uh, Joe anything that Jeff has to show you, you will be able to see and not have to just totally picture it in your mind because some people are incapable of drawing pictures in their mind. And and then there's the bonus for all of those folks that we have in this group, they get access to me on my platform, on my on-form platform. And then you can ask me some questions and I will answer you in video form. Well, how maybe. cool is that? That is just too hip. So then you can see it. Indeed. It's like having a personalized answer to your questions, personalized lesson about that. Yeah. Just a and couple of for other people, we will probably use it as a, a instructional point on the show itself. Um, and you, you might be saying to yourself, well, what's this going to cost me? Uh, nothing. All you need to do is just put in your email address and we will send you the links you will need every week. That's and we're it. not even going to sell your email address to anybody else. Oh, we're going to no. keep it for ourselves. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Let them go get it their own self. We work hard right. for it. No, it's it's totally... Because we we hate spam, both the email and the and the canned kind. So, yeah, there you go. Now the canned kind, I got news for you. You could do different things with that and make it come out better, but not the email kind. Right? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> spam in a can, baby. I'm telling if you, you. If you tell me you put it on pizza, man, we're done. <laughs> no, no way. Am I putting it on pizza? I'm not ruining pizza. Okay, but let me tell you, it's like grits, right? You know. It's a terrible yep. thing to start with. And everybody in the South, forgive yourselves for saying, oh, but if you did it this way, it's great. <laughs> I forgive you already, right? <laughs> because that means you've had to do 10 different things just to make it edible. So guess what? <laughs> it isn't all that edible to begin with, folks. Y'all and your grits, okay? <laughs> no, 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 Jeff. You just didn't have it right. You didn't have it the way we do it down here. <laughs> guess what? It's still gruel, no matter <laughs> where you slice it, right? Just like the spam. It's still spam, but if you do different things to it, you can turn it into edible. <laughs> when we were living in Atlanta, we went we went to Maine with the with the, when the, the both kids were small, and we had rehearsed this all the way up. My my Boston Brahmin mother, they picked us up at the airport. We stopped at a Howard Johnson's for breakfast, and as wow. the waitress was taking the order. Came to my younger daughter who looked and and just blink, blinked her eyes so sweetly and said, y'all have grits? <laughs> and my poor mother just slid under the table. She was so embarrassed. Uh, do those, do those uh, little um, self-diagnostic things with your arms, see how they move, how far you can move, what your range of motion is. Uh, you know, see how you you pivot, see how your hips can move, whether you go back foot or front foot or whatever, as Jeff explained. And um, you will be able to watch it if you just go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com, click on the Become an Insider, put your email address in there and, and your first name, and bam, that's it. You're an insider. You'll get the videos. You'll get access to Jeff and anything else we can think of down the line so that you will be able to be much more better the next time you go out to play some golf. <laughs>